Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the Sporting Global Podcast. Today, we're here with Daniel Gamba. And Daniel, first of all, thank you. Thank you for taking the time. How's, how's life in California these days? Hi, everyone. Nice to meet you. Uh, life is in California is the best as it can be under the circumstances. <laughs> uh, we're all trying our best, um, you know, during this pandemic. I hope everybody's doing well as well, wherever you guys are listening to us from, from wherever part of the world. Right, and, and there's there's usually people all over the world listening to this. You know, we appreciate all of you taking the time. And I'm, you know, we have a very exciting topic, you know, for today. And we're gonna, you know, dig a little bit into Daniel's background, his experiences, and talking a lot about like, you know, how is it working, you know, with major sports events, you know. And I think I think all of us sort of has like this, you know, hidden passion that we wanted to, you know, somehow be involved with all these major events. Like you can't you cannot want to be part of it, you know. Yeah, no, it's very exciting. Thanks for the opportunity uh, to share a little bit of my background. Um, you know, I, I believe um, I have a, a very interesting story. You know, hopefully you guys find entertaining as well. And hopefully anything I can share with you today will help you in your career to achieve your dreams to work in the sports industry, which is an amazing, fantastic industry to work with. For sure. And, and we're excited to have you here. And I think, you know, we're just going to dig right into it. And I'm mean, like, first and foremost, I think it would be great. Daniel, if you could sh just share a little bit about, you know, about yourself, like, what do you do now? Like a little bit about, about your background and, and how you, how you ended up in the sport industry. Yeah, no, thank you. Uh, you know, just backstepping a little bit. I am, <clears throat> I am a Brazilian by uh, birth. Uh, of Italian heritage, you know, my parents, uh, both of my parents are from, from Italy. All right. Uh, I was raised in, um, and, and born and raised in Brazil. So I grew up right. in Brazil. And then uh, right now I have been living in the United States for, for the last two decades. And so yeah. uh, I've been spending almost 20 years here uh, in the United States. You know, originally I came for, um, like many people try to go study abroad for a little bit of a uh, culture experience, an opportunity yeah. to, yeah. Uh, you know, to get to know a new, a new culture, learn a new language. And, and that, uh, I'm afraid, I'm afraid I have promised my parents to go back for after a couple of months and, and <laughs> I have not fulfilled that promise yet. Uh, right. You know, I started, um, you know, we studied international trade in Brazil, uh, south of Brazil. I'm from Porto Alegre. Um, right. You know, when I came here, I already had my degree and, yeah. and, was looking to pursue my career in sports management so i did nice. my second degree here and i also did a master's uh with the olympics um ioc has a program that's called memos yeah, uh, yeah. It's, um, you know executive masters for people involved on on the olympic movement i was right. fortunate to give to be given the opportunity to take part of that program back in 2012 yeah um you know due to the nature of my role at the time i was allowed to do that and that's been very beneficial for me so, so sure. Uh, in terms of work experience in major events, I started my my journey, let's say, um, back in 2006. Um, yeah. I spent three months uh, working in Germany at the FIFA World Cup nice. in Germany. And then later on, um, I worked for another agency uh, on the FIFA Confederations Cup in 2009 in South Africa. And also in FIFA World Cup 2010 in South Africa as well. Nice. Um, the agency that I was involved at the time uh, had a, their expertise were uh, in the Olympic movement and, okay. and, and our, you know, our path 
across because my experience has always been on on the world of football. So they want to yeah. get more involved with the the, the World Cup, um, and and that's how I ended up working for them. I brought the opportunity to start working on the World Cup and nice. the FIFA World, and they gave me the opportunity to move into the Olympics, which yeah. that led me to my first experience in the Olympic movement. Yeah. Uh, with the London 2012 Summer Olympic Games. That's awesome. Uh, great, great experience. Um, I also spent a considerable amount of time in, in London during that time. And then later on, you know, kind of fall into place because it, it brought me back home, perhaps. Right. You know, um, I work at the 2013 FIFA Confederations Cup and also the World Cup 2014 in Brazil. Yeah. Uh, and at the same time, work in the Sochi Olympics in 2000. 14, which is, was my first Winter Olympics experience. Nice. Um, you know, I had a little bit of an experience on 2010 at the Vancouver Olympics, yeah. but that wasn't so much of um, in depth. So right. I feel like Sochi was my first experience. And then later on, I worked for, for the, the Rio Olympics in, in 2016. That kind of has been my um, full experience of major sports events. It's massive, you know, it's a, it's a lot of great events, uh, major sports events you've been able to participate on. And I think like it's, you know, we're going to talk a little bit about like, you know, what tips you have as well, you know, for students when you're coming a little bit more closer out in the, in the, in the conversation here, but, but kind of like starting off, like, so as far as I understood, you start like working for an agency, which sort of like led to your uh, first uh, working for the first major event, like in Germany. Can you really just talk a little bit about like, how that process started and like, uh, you know, how, how that opportunity came to life, essentially. I think like, you know, it's, it's hard, I think for a lot of people, especially like, you know, early is like, how do I get my foot into working for like a major, major sport event, you know? Yeah, no, that's a great, great, great question. I mean, it all depends on what kind of environment you are, right? In my, in my case, um, as a student uh, abroad, you're limited to amount of work you can do because of your student visa. So right. uh, I had to take advantage of a lot of internships and I had to take advantage of what was able for me to, to do Correct. On, yeah. under the circumstances. You know, it wasn't, wasn't that I could walk out of my house and work whatever I want. No, I, you know, I, didn't, I didn't have that opportunity. Yeah. So through, through my school, you know, I got to know a few people that was working through the hospitality industry. Nice. And, and then one of this uh, person invited me to, um, to help them with the logistics of the uh, certain amount of fans that were traveling. Basically, they were a travel agency, an official agency. Yes. All right. uh, and they were traveling with a massive amount of people to Germany in 2006. And right. this, people were following their different national teams, you know. Yep. So I was in charge of like helping with logistics, you know, setting up their accommodations, make sure everything was correct. Everything that goes behind the scenes once yeah, they get yeah. there, you know, they, they're settled to go in the hotel and then help them on game day, move it around, take them to, to the stages into the games. You know, uh, I think um, in the World Cup in 2006, we used a lot of train transportation because that was mainly yeah. how to move around in Germany. Yeah. So basically just taking people from their hotels to the games, helping them navigate the system, right. make sure they get there on time and make sure everybody, you know, had a great experience for that agency. That was kind of my first experience, you know, nice. and I'm very fortunate, um, you know, someone gave me that opportunity. I, I believe that was my first experience and I fell in love with this. And, and ever since I have been always involved in every single event. 
and I think you're, I think you bring up uh, something very important here. And I think like most people that are not, you know, haven't been in part of like the event, like major sports events and as a whole, um, you know, you sometimes forget like all the stuff that are happening behind the scenes, you know, because everyone is like, okay, it's game day. Like, you know, it's everything happening on the field or like on the different arenas. Right. And, and now like, I think like this conversation is very important for people to understand like, you know, what kind of roles and opportunities there is working behind the scenes. Because at the end, like if, if, if the stuff, be, stuff behind the scenes doesn't work, you know, it's going to be hard, hard, hard to have people like fans coming to the arenas, having like the structure and implementation of everything going on. You know, it's, it's a lot of stuff to, to deal with. And, you know, just, just going a little bit into like, you know, some of the major events that you work, uh, you know, obviously working with the World Cups in Germany, South Africa and the Olympics, you know, in London and Rio. Uh, like, what do you, what do you see has been some of the key lessons you learned working these that, you know, that you think would be great to share with the, with the audience here? Like, what are some of the key things that you, you picked up and you're like, huh, this is sort of like a common thread? Yeah, I think the most important, that's, that's really a good question because people tend to be so focused on the right holder, right? Whoever right. is the competition organizer. Yeah. But there's so many ancillary uh, agencies and services that go on. I think just just I, just speaking of my experience, you know, yeah. I have a little bit. I had an experience a little bit of a little bit of everything, right? Yeah. From an agency perspective, you know, you have that travel logistics service. Uh, you know, you can work basically what I say, making sure people move around, make sure people are ready to attend the games. Right. Um, once you get to the stadium, you know, you, you can work for the stadium itself. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's protocol, there's hospitality, there's a lot of activations on, on site. Right. Nobody can go to the stadium without a ticketing. So if yeah. you have some ticketing experience, uh, not only on sales, but there's also distribution. Right. Uh, there's a lot of opportunities there. Um, you know, and once the events start happening, there is 90, let's say I'm speaking about a soccer event, right? Or a football yep. event. There's 90 minutes of event on the pitch, but there's so much social and business networking right. happening on right. the suites, on this VIP lounges. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, as long as you are involved, as long as you're there, you'll be facing all these opportunities, you know? And, and if you're not working for the rights holder itself, I mean, you could be working with an agency or a sponsor, you know, doing... Yeah athlete appearances and, and endorsements. There's a lot of activations. Once the players are not performing on the right. pitch, there's a lot of opportunities to, to engage and a lot of opportunities to activate. That's what pretty much what the brands are doing, you know? Yeah. And, and then you could be working for a national team as well. You know, right. you can be part of the operational staff. So just, just be open-minded, you know, just right. don't limit it yourself. Oh, if I don't work for the rights holder, I'm right. not going to be involved. There's so many opportunities. Exactly. And, 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 and that's why the sports event itself is not just those 90 minutes. There's so yeah. much beyond, beyond that that goes on that people don't realize it. You're watching on TV. Right. I don't have experience with TV production, but... Right. Have, so there's something else you bring up, right? Media and production, like all this stuff going behind the scenes. There's so much, you know, besides... Yeah, in order, to put, in order to put a massive event together, there's so much to go on. You know, it doesn't really... It, it's funny, like I, I, I have a funny story... Yeah, because we'll, we'll like to working, hear. <laughs> yeah, working working on this industry, you know, as World Cup is every four years, Summer Olympics every four, right. Winter Olympics every four. You know, people tend to call me, you know, and uh, like somebody asked me a question one time and say, 
I mean, the events every four years, what did you guys do on the downtime? I mean, you guys have three years, four years, almost four years off. I was like, you have no idea. You yeah. have no yeah. idea. What, what do you do when it's, when it's not, when it's not events? Looking into the future, the beginner faces a choice that leads him to the triumph or not. Being surrounded by like-minded professionals can be the best guarantee that you actually take that crucial career step. Sport in Global is a digital network for sports jobs. It gives you the chance to be involved in the sports industry no matter who you are, regardless of gender, nationality, and experience. Our AI system matches up talent with human resources. Candidates who align with the company's values and needs immediately get shortlisted. It saves time for HR and increases the opportunities available to applicants. The platform identifies tailor-made recommendations based on user needs, so you're always aware of the possibilities out there right now. SportIn Global is a place where students gain key tips about jobs and build the valuable connections that are essential for people at the beginning of their career path. The path from candidate to champion starts with a single step in the right direction. Sign up to Sport in Global. Sport in Global, the best way to enter the sports industry. Yeah, what do you do? I mean, I'm, there's so much that go. I mean, it's pretty much like you working, let's say, um, you, the next uh, Olympic Games, you know, that now got postponed to Tokyo. Yeah, I'm yeah. pretty sure people involved on the event, and I'm not involved right now because of the other yeah. nature of the work that I'm doing right now, which I yeah. get into a little later. Yeah. But um, people are already working on Tokyo, but thinking about Paris 2024. Right. No, of you know, it's just these people that are involved in the organization. They they don't work only on on a, on, a, on an event. There's right. so much preparation that goes on, and then once you get to games time, it's execution time. And at the same time, you already start thinking and planning about the next event. What key yeah. lessons would you learn? How are you going to improve? And how you want to improve it and continue to making those events better? So yeah, for sure. don't, don't take it for granted. There's so much that goes behind, and, and there's so much opportunities for people to get involved. Right, and I think you know, as, as you're bringing up there as well, which is sort of like the point of the conversation is to shed a light that you know there's so much more involved in major sports events than it's than what you see. You know what is happening. Uh, during the like live game time essentially and you know all the planning and preparation that are needed in order to make it work you know we, we saw like you know all the planning that was going on in Tokyo with like you know say like you know the the, the team buildings you know where the apartments where they were going to go okay because of the delay you know this impacted you know the entire situation obviously we're not going to go in details but it just proves like how much you know elements and stakeholders are involved in such a major event and I think you know, for people that are looking for opportunities and we're going, you know, to dive more into the tips from your side as well is that, as you said, have an open mind and, and try to like, you know, maybe not look at just the stakeholder, like the, the main right holder and, and see, you know, where can I provide value? What other companies are involved and get that experience. And of course, you know, I think starting early as well, it's like, as you said, you know, whatever opportunity you can get, you know, try, try to get involved and, and go from there, you know, kind of like try to find where you fit in. But first step is essentially just, you know, be open and, and see what you can learn because there's so much to, to be involved with. Yeah, no, absolutely. 
you know, it, it's another interesting story there for me. You know, when I first thought I was getting involved, because I always had that dream, like you said, to be involved in, on sports events. Right. Maybe we my, all have, you know, a little bit. Yeah. Like everyone in sports has like that major sport. Yeah. Events, you know, <laughs> it's funny because um, initially um, I was like, I would work for free. You know, I would just work. I just want to be in this event. So right. I would work for free. How can somebody pay me? <laughs> to be in this event, you know, this is, this is amazing. Right. But that was kind of like the thought, you know, obviously when you're young and little, and, and I always thought I was going to be involved on, on, um, you know, maybe of my lack of knowledge or that's what I was interested at the time. I always thought I was going to be on, on the recovery side of, like I thought about physiotherapy, right, right. the athlete, the, yeah. the, fitness, the rehabilitation. That was kind of like how I want to get involved. Right. And then, once I had some experience with that, that I said, this is not for me, you know, right. I have to find another niche within the sports industry. There's so many niches yeah. and so many avenues. So I gladly, I had an open mind and I say, okay, this is the path I want to go. I want to have a plan. This is how I want to get there. But at the same time, you're going to find so many deviations on the way. Right. And just don't, don't hesitate to take the opportunity. You never know what you're going to like. You never know where right. you're going to excel. Just be open-minded. There's tons of opportunities there for, for people to explore. And which is why, you know, you should start early. Because, I mean, like, it, it's, it's like most people don't know what they want to be part of. And either also, like, how many opportunities they are. And I think, you know, the whole purpose of this, you know, podcast as well is to shed light on, you know, what you can do and, and what's going on. And try to get, give you a little bit of advice of, you know, how you can, you know, because as you said as well, and I think I'm glad you brought up this story of sort of like what it what, what was my plan you know what i was thinking to work with like you know more of the say like you know physical like fitness element of it and 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 being part of that and then you realize actually that's that's not my cup of tea and that's fine too and i think people need to like unless you try you don't know right and you might right. like oh yeah i want to do like marketing is a very like typical thing like it's marketing or game day especially in the u.s and i say like well that's fine but you're competing against probably 95 of the uh, percent of the other people because they're still also think that is the most glamorous and, and nice part of it. But there's so much more that, you know, sales, production, you know, uh, logistics, hospitality, you know, there's so much more that you can be, be involved in. And, and I, I thought it was nice and we haven't talked about this too, but it was funny when I was looking sort of like at your background and I was like, Oh, you were part of Copa America 2016, which I was also part of too. And I was like, okay, this is great. Who knew? Maybe we were like walking across in the hallway or, or who knows, right? And it just showcases how connected the sport industry is and, you know, all the important parts. But I, but I let you kind of like dive into what was your role, uh, you know, with Copa America in, in 2016, obviously, you know, being in, in, in the U.S. as well. And, and how was, how was kind of like your experience of it? Yeah, no, thank you. I think um, it's funny that it's, it's a really, really big coincidence. Um, I guess the Copa America role, as well as a lot of other roles that I have taken, you know, um, we always, when you work in as an, as an agency, you, you sort of provide white label service, right? Yeah. You are part of an agency, but you are the face of a team right. uh, that hires you to do something, you know? Yeah. So for the Copa America specifically opportunity, I was working with two national teams, on the procurement of a site for them to to train uh and they kind of use as a base camp you know when when you are part of this tournament sometimes people don't know so if i sound repetitive and you already know this great for you 
But yeah. most of the yeah. people don't know that the, the teams select a camp where they, they base themselves. Right. And that's where they train on, the, on a daily basis. And then once they go to a game, you know, T minus two, where they, which is like two days before the game, they fly to a location where they play the game, they settle there, right. uh, train there maybe one or two times, play the game and fly back to their base camp. Right. So I was helping teams to, to do that prior to the tournament. You know, I, unfortunately, I didn't work during the tournament itself. So it was a lot of a, a role behind the scenes that I did right before the tournament. And I did the same thing um, in, in, in the World Cup in 2014. Nice. I, I work on the World Cup as well. But before the World Cup, being from Brazil and knowing the cities and knowing yeah, yeah. the logistics there, I helped also uh, a national team to, to select the base camp. You know, what was the, ba the best base camp for them? Um, you know, and it's a selection process, you know, that cities try to apply to become like an official training camp yeah, yeah. and then what they call like a national team training center yeah and and that's what i did you know so uh, unfortunately i don't think we cross really no, like but, that, most, most likely but, not most likely yeah. not but it's funny but we're so close you know you're in northern california i was in southern california and, and <laughs> i think i think we're not so far Probably, probably closer than we think you know <laughs> yes but i actually know. have a fun story there too though because well, before I went to the U.S., I I, uh, I, I studied in Norway. Obviously, I'm Norwegian, and and uh, I, I did my undergrad at the, in sport management a while. But I had like a year working for the Norwegian Football Association, and one of my tasks there was to work for the under 19 European Championship in Norway. That was in 2014, and I was working as actually within logistics as a logistics manager at like you know preparation with all equipment i was dealing with like uefa and with FIFA, uh, with uh, adidas who was kind of like you know the supplier and and it, i i was i was communicating with someone at uh, like uh, uefa who was like obviously we're sitting sort of like in in one uh, area at the at the hotel like the host hotel and in 2016 i i came down to like the staff room in copa america and we had like this moment with this one person i'm like where where do we have each other from like where where is this and then we realized we're like holy shit we actually work together uh at 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 the uefa under 19 european championship in norway like what are the odds like two years two years later three years later we're meeting at in california <laughs> it's amazing because it's another good point and then i'm going to jump into your story just to say that you're absolutely right and how important it is to keep the relationship on the sports industry yeah um it sounds like it's an amazing huge industry but the small the world is really small it is you know the people that are involved they're really well connected uh you know your reputation means a lot and you i always try to tell people just to do your best because uh your next opportunity laying on your current opportunity you know if you do a great job people are going to remind people are going to remember who you are and they're going to remember to invite you for the next event and to get you involved in the next exactly. event so it's it's really important to, to to keep those relationships because sooner or later you're going to find that guy that you work with and, and maybe not someone that you like it before but you're going to yeah. you know you're going to cross your paths pretty sure pretty soon again so it's very important to keep a good relationship Absolutely. And, and that was like a mind baffling to me as well, because, uh, you know, obviously she was working for UEFA and UEFA wasn't involved with this. So I was like, OK, this is this is interesting. Right. And then suddenly we, we meet like two years later and, and it just showcased, as you said, like how small the industry is. And, you know, we're 
those paths will cross. And I think like those, the, that story aligns with like one of the other ones I have is your showcase is how, you know, how connected this, the global sport industry is. But yeah, super connected. Um, <clears throat> very important to, to keep those relationships alive. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and obviously, you know, right now, you know, it's, it, it's a crazy situation with the pandemic and, you know, from, from your, your perspective, like, how do you like really see sort of like that the pandemic will change kind of like how major sports events are and in, in what way, you know, obviously, you know, there's, there's no going around that it's, you know, having an impact, but like, do you feel like this will change major sports events? Like, moving forward at like in some sort of way like of like will it be different essentially from how people are experienced moving forward and i'm not saying like okay the next one but maybe you know the, the second or the third or whatever like will there be new ways of experiencing these major sports events from your side from your perspective yeah no i think um it's that's a million dollar question right right <laughs> whoever have the answer exactly what's what's going to be in the world what is the new norm you know what is yeah. the new world i don't think we know i think it's too premature you know yeah. to 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 make that as um assurance right. i like it that is definitely changing right yeah um you know again it's important to be open-minded it's important for for you to be prepared Jumping back on what you said earlier, you know, you never know what path you're going to go. Right. Um, and, and then if I could make a recommendation, you know, maybe if you're looking for an opportunity to get involved with the sports industry, uh, I would watch analytics, you know, very closely. Yeah. Uh, I think um, being able to deliver um, a massive sport event from a logistics, from a marketing perspective, it's it's not rocket science you know yeah. everybody that can spend some time and had some experience working on it right. should be capable of doing a phenomenal job yeah uh, but being able to analyze opportunities from an analytics perspective you know if this is sponsorship is given the right return of investment right um, you know all the technology that's been taking to place in broadcasting and 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 then itself at the, the the events itself from a performance perspective as well there's so much analytics so much um stuff going on that that's something that i would keep an eye on it you know um from an opportunity you know in, in terms of the covid who knows all it you know i i think the the biggest lesson i am taking from this right. is um football or sports without the fans it's not the same you know, it, it's, it, it's proven. It's proven to us. Fans need to be the core, the essence of the sport. Right. I I love soccer. I love football. You know, I love sports in general. Obviously, football, soccer is been my the sport. The reactions, you know, the reactions. Yeah, I've been watching these games on when no fans on the stands. It's yeah. a different sport. It's not the same. It's, I mean, it's not the same. It's like a training yeah. match, you know? It feels like it's just a practice much. match, you know? Yeah, and, and then they can have the fake music and the yeah. sounds, and it's not the same. No. Again, I think it's for us time to think how important the fans are. Yeah. And, and then the Olympics, you know, I mean, as, a, as an athlete, you know, when you have fans on the stand, and you heard several people in interviews and say, it's not the same. I mean, I don't have the same motivation, you know, as right. a full stadium yelling and motivating and incentivizing yeah. us. It's much more. your name. You know, screaming right. The it's, it's really important, you know, and we can't forget about the fans. I think yeah. 
we need to reassess everything that we are doing. And this is just a proven point that whoever said that fans are the essence of sport, they are absolutely right. Sports without the fans, it's it's just not not sports. How will we know as sport? No, it's true. I think like you know, it it's just like that X X factor. You know, people talk about right and. There's, there's no doubt now. And I think like the challenge of the industry will face too is that how to get them back, you know, in, in a sense, because I think, I think, I mean, like, of course, you know, there, there's a lot of people like that, you know, I, I think a lot of people missing sport and they realize also for the ones that maybe are not, you know, say like hardcore fans or what it might be that's just like having this like strange situation period where there's no, there were no sports going on, right? And you were sort of like, you know, like you were literally counting raindrops and, and stuff like that to kind of like have some sort of competitive element. And I think, but at the same time, I, I, you know, people, people like change, right. And there's a creature of habits where people like now are going in a stage where, you know, technologies, you know, you can watch all the stuff on like wherever you want. And, and obviously that was already a challenge in the industry from like a fan perspective. Right. And, and, now more than ever, I'm, I'm kind of like in a sense where, you know, innovation on how to like get the fans inside the stadium and like get that spark back of like, you know, obviously the industry and the teams and the players realizes how much it needs, you know, and how important they are. But you have to, again, showcase that to the fans of like, you guys are so important for us. We need you. We need you here, you know. You're part of what everything is happening. And I think that could, can be a challenge for a lot of, you know, teams, leagues, uh, situations to deal with. But I mean, like, again, I don't know. I'm just like feeling that that, that might be a challenge that, that will come up, you know? Yeah. Now, I think if I may jump on another, in, in another topic here from, a, sure. let's say, from a rights holder and, and, and yeah. sponsor perspective. Sure. I think what you're saying is absolutely crucial and right. You know, how do you engage people back into the stadium? Yeah. For me, it goes in line of um, how do you uh, make this the best of out of the situation? It's the experience. You know, yeah. uh, I don't 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 take me wrong. You know, watching the games from home when the stadium is full and and the environment is perfect as we are. Yeah, accustomed to do it. It's beautiful, you know. You have all this technology, that all this information. You know, I seen some stuff with augmented reality. You know, having a second screen and how you can interact on Twitter, social media in general. It's right. it's a really it's a really great. You know, right. it's it's amazing. It's, it has raised the level. But right. I'm going to tell you something. From attending three World Cup finals, I watch Usain Bolt win the hundred meters final you know, live on the stadium in London 2012 for attending this event, right. nothing, absolutely nothing substitute the experience. 100%. You know, so I agree. from a rights holder perspective, from a team, a club, whoever, focus on the experience. Yeah. The experience of attending this event live right. on stadium. I'm not saying that you have to break rules and all respect with the government really? say, but when the time permits, go back. Please go back, enjoy the game because attending, I still get goosebumps. You know, imagine being there during those right. moments. It's, it's a spectacular, yeah. you know, nothing substitutes that. 100%. And I think that's what the sponsors and the teams have to focus on. Yeah. Reminding people that 
Nothing substitutes right. the experience. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. I, I agree. And I think, you know, we're on the same page here of like, of course, at the end of the day, like it's, it's, a, it's a different experience. And, and I want like the stakeholders here and teams and organizations to, you know, be able to showcase that. And they have to showcase that in order to like, you know, get, get that spark back into the people, you know, because again, now it's been so long, you know, like, of course, like everyone has like these special moments that they, they will bring up. And I think you need to play on that, play on like sports is emotions, right? And right. this is what you have to showcase on going back to like, you know, remember those, remember those stories, bring out those emotions. So whenever you're back in the stadium, things open up, you will experience those again. And I think that's a, a huge factor uh, for, for, for kind of like, you know, taking it to the next step. And of course, using innovation, you know, technology in, in a way of, you know, adapting to the new situation, situation, I saw, you know, people are doing like some screening and stuff here, like temperature checks and everything for getting people inside, you know, kind of like 30 seconds or like, I think it's like 10, like five seconds check and like they scan your forehead with like a, a monitor and they're like testing that now to kind of, you know, okay, your, your, your temperature is good, you know, like stuff like that. Right. And I think, you know, this will help, you know, in a way of like getting people in the door, but it's also about like how you're being efficient around it, like how you're making it, you know, the, the, the user experience is being great um, and, and the stadium experience. But we've been talking a lot now with a, with a lot of different, you know, elements and topics of like getting fans back in. But if we start to wrap up now like, with a little bit on, you know, tips, you know, that, that we want to like provide. And we've been giving like some great tips already during the, the talk. But like for students, I wanted to be part of like, I don't know, of course, like major events, maybe one day, but how, where do you start? You know, like where, 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 where should you start? Because I, I think like, as, as a lot of people think is that say like the Super Bowl, right? It's like a massive event and it would be great to be part of it. We have a lot of Americans, you know, and like, or like a cup final or champions league. Right. And everyone's like, Oh, I want to see the, I want to be part of champions league. But at some point you gotta you gotta start somewhere right you can't just necessarily just start with like the the, the super bowl or 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 the champions league so w what kind of tips do you have and where do you see like you know where should people start how do they start i think the best tip there is make best usage of your time whatever you are you right. know uh, i'm fortunate enough to live in a big city like los angeles you know so there is more opportunities there's massive major sports teams here that I can get involved and there's yeah. major events happening. You know, we, we're going to have the world cup eventually here in 2026. Yeah. Uh, we're going to have the, the, the 2028 summer Olympics. Right. So if you're fortunate to live in a big city and you have those opportunities, great for you, you know, great for you. But if you don't, if you live in a small city, if you live in a remote, find the top level of whatever is happening in your community, you know, try right. to get involved. And, and I recommend people just to do, as many internships as much as possible, yeah. you know, get to know as many people as you can look for opportunity, put yourself out there. You know, people don't know you, you know, how they're going to yeah. get to you. Don't wait for somebody to knock at your door and right. give you an opportunity, go look for the opportunity. Absolutely. You know, everybody starts from a blank sheet. You know, you don't have experience. What do you bring? You bring your personality, you yeah. bring your knowledge, you bring an open mind, willing to learn, try to do your best a hundred percent, Keep remembering where you started, who gave you the opportunities, and 
it's, it's just a cycle, you know, one day, you, one day you're looking for opportunity, the other day you're going to be the one giving opportunity to somebody right. else. So make sure that you take those opportunities and remember who gave you the opportunity as well. I think Daniel, there, there's no other perfect way to wrap it up. You know, I think, I think your, you know, your, your advice there right on the head, you know, it's, it's about grabbing the opportunity and putting down the effort, showcasing value, as you said. And, uh, and it's, it's, it's been a, it's been an amazing, you know, talk. I, th I think we could uh, probably, I, I think we could have gone on for like, you know, several hours. It's been, it's been, it's been fun. There, there's still a lot. We, we barely scratched a lot of, you know, your back and everything, but I think, you know, we'll have to save, save some for like maybe in the, maybe the future in a few months or, 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 or down the road, we can touch back and see, you know, what's, what's the situation. And, and I mean, like we're already raising some interesting questions, right. About like the, the events, fan attendance and how things are going. So say like in a six, six to 12 months, we will touch, touch back again and see, you know, where, where, where's the situation at. Um, so, so with that, Daniel, I would just like to thank you once again for, for taking the time. It's been a pleasure having you a part of our, our podcast, um, and, uh, excited. I wish you all the best, you know, for, for moving forward and we will, we will talk soon. And for all of those, uh, that are home, you know, I, pre I hope you guys have been enjoying this conversation and, um, make sure, you know, to sign up at Sporting Global, you know, check out what opportunities they are. Utilize, you know, those networks for building the connections, getting your foot in the door and, and, and learn, you know, like utilize that. And um, I don't know, Daniel, if you have any final remarks. No, I think uh, this has been great. I am the one that thank, thankful for the opportunity to share my, my experience. I hope it will be beneficial for somebody. You know, I'm very grateful uh, for the people that had given me the opportunity in the industry. I'm constantly on social media, LinkedIn. You can always look for me. I'm always willing to help. Uh, I hope the insights that I give, it's based on my experience. Do what it works for, you know, I did what works for me. You got to do yeah. what works for you. So right. keep, keep yourself uh, well-connected. Keep yourself uh, open-minded always and, and take advantage of these new opportunities. There's every, um, there's always something new happening. There's always a positive side of things, you know, don't, don't feel, don't feel, depressive or don't feel negative if the opportunity is not right there for you yeah. there's always going to be as soon as the door closes there's always another one opening so keep yourself right. positive keep yourself open-minded the right opportunity will come for you and i hope you enjoy this and we look forward to talk to you next time Ole. thanks thanks again for the opportunity absolutely daniel and with every video we do we always finish with which means see you later in norwegian <laughs> see you later